You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. So you might be thinking, wow, he's, he sounds a little bit different in this episode. The it's because I do. I'm actually recording this in my car outside of a friend's cabin in North Carolina. Let me explain what happened. So I've been traveling for work recently. I was in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then uh, as soon as I got back to Virginia, I jumped in my car and I drove 10 hours down to the North Carolina, South Carolina border where you could literally spit across the river I'm currently in front of and you hit Tennessee. And uh, a friend of mine lives in an extremely small cabin. In fact, I don't think that he's broke or anything. It's on an old campground and he owns the campground. He's, he's pretty well off, but he's living his best life, lives in this very small little bachelor pad cabin with uh, one, two, three, four, three dogs and one cat, and, uh, you know, living his best life. So he's like, okay, buddy, I'm going to let you know where up front. Uh, I've got one couch, and the animals like to sleep on it. I'm like, well, you know, they can move off if I'm not sleeping, right? And he's like, no, uh, they're, they're going to fight you. So I tried to go ahead and actually sleep on the couch, and I got maybe like three hours in, I felt like, you know, nine hours had passed, but it's like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, something like that, and I've got the one little Rottweiler, like, you know, uh, nesting, like, right on top of my nuts, he's, like, like, nestled right between my legs, and I've got the cat, who's just on my chest, staring and breathing in my face, and I've got the other dog, who likes to come up and, like, lick my face every five minutes, and I don't know where the third one is. The third one's a little white one, probably like half wolf or something. A little psycho. Kind of freaks me out. So I got to the point where it's like, you know what? I got a sleeping bag. My car's really nice. The weather's not terrible. I'll go sleep in the car. And while I'm at it, might as well uh, help my mind get adrift a little bit. I always find that I get all these thoughts out when I'm about to go to sleep. If I go ahead and record, I'll sleep easier. And uh, I got to get some content out because these monologues are not going to record themselves, people. So why? what better place than when I'm literally on the road? You know, I'm, this is the world's laziest travel show. Uh, so I might as well record a little bit while I'm traveling about some travel. I know some of you who've been listening for a while, I thought, I thought this was about ghosts, politics, and people screaming about movies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of other things. The journey of life, people. Come with me on the journey of life. But anyway, um, I've been traveling for a couple of days, and I, I love doing these road trips, really. I've gone on three in the past year. 
One was my first solo road trip around Virginia. I did an episode about that way under back way last year, talking about what I learned about, you know, myself and my state and what it's like to travel by yourself. And uh, then I went on a trip around Indiana with my girlfriend, stayed with some friends up there, and we got to see a, a lot of Indiana in a very short amount of time. And that entire trip was like less than. Uh, you know, a few hundred bucks really. We we played smart. And this trip, I'm trying to keep it cheap as well. I think I've I think I've cracked the method, so to speak. So what I want to go ahead and talk about today is, you know, the, this idea that you don't have to spend a lot to go and experience a lot. I want to talk about the difference between vacation and travel, and really how how anyone can do this. No one has an excuse not to be able to do this. We all get a weekend at least. So at least during the week, you've got 48 hours where you can go and have some fun. Give yourself a little micro adventure. So I'm going to tell you how I've done it, basically like, you know, professional hobo style. And uh, we'll, we'll get going from there. So that way you can go out and have some fun as soon as, you know, the cicadas are out and the sun is scorching and everyone else is on the road because suddenly it's beach season. So might as well get some travel and while everyone else is getting there, stick at the fun, right? So you're going to hear some clicking throughout. I'm going to go ahead and jump through a couple pages here as my notes. Luckily, the Wi-Fi extends out here. So something I've been a big advocate on, I had a newsletter come out recently. I'll go ahead and link to that in the show notes. Uh, I'm talking about you know how I've done my road trips, the sites, sources, podcasts, YouTube channels I've used to learn quite a bit about how to be a better traveler and stuff like that. Well, the one thing that has completely changed the game for me has been a site called Atlas Obscura. Atlas Obscura is a site about locations that are not necessarily in like tourist guides and stuff like that. But what these are is these are free, um, small, and often out-of-the-way locations and destinations and spots. And what they all have in common is that they have amazing stories linked to them. So it's not going to be Disney World. It's not going to be big tourist traps like the beach or something. These are places like, for example, uh, I just went ahead and pulled up all places in Indiana. So like I was in Indiana recently. One of the places is the Market Street Catacombs, the Blue Spring Caverns, Empire Quarry, uh, the Indiana Medical History Museum, the ruins in Indianapolis, the New Harmony Labyrinth, the City West Ghost Town, uh, the Museum of Psychophonics, uh, the Moon Tree. It was a tree seed that was apparently brought to the moon and back and crazy stuff, stuff like that. My gosh, like Mooresville's Gravity Hill. So basically, as, as you can basically kind of see, these are places that are free. They're kind of off the beaten track. They're not necessarily tourist traps, and they're either really cool locations that have a you know have a cool scenery, or at least they come with a really crazy story. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and also link to my Atlas Obscura profile. That way, you can see all the places I've traveled to across the world. Uh, I've been to places throughout the United States, Canada. Uh, Iceland, New Zealand, and I want to travel to a bunch more. But basically what this site did was it provided me all the things that you don't have to worry about when going to a place. One, I don't have to worry about competing with a bunch of other tourists to see these places. Most of the time, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I went out to this place in North Carolina that was in the middle of like nowhere. It was kind of like something out of a horror film. Went to go see this Presbyterian church for this guy named... Uh, uh, Peter Stewart Nay. 
Long story short, his real name, I think, was like Michael Ney or something. He fought with Napoleon for like five years. Then when Napoleon got, you know, booted out, uh, he tried to overthrow the new government. And then when Napoleon came back, he overthrew the government who was trying to overthrow the other government. And then when things went south with uh, Napoleon again, he went ahead and uh, came over to North Carolina, changed his name to Peter, and taught French for a bunch of colleges. And on his deathbed, he admitted that he was the soldier uh, who fought with Bonaparte. So his grave is in this Presbyterian cemetery. It's immaculate. Let me tell you, I've seen George Washington's graves. I've seen Billy Graham's graves. I've seen the graves of some big people, important people. And this man has the most pristinely preserved grave site I've ever seen in my life. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And the craziest thing is that somebody still goes over there and plants flowers in front of his grave. Uh, I'll link to that story and others, but that's just an example. And when I'm there, I'm like in the middle of nowhere. No one is around me. There's like a couple of trailers, some cows, and an abandoned gas station on the road, but it's stuff like that. It's like 30 miles off the highway. It's nothing more than a grave, but the story and the sight and to be able to see that and just be part of the mystery and ask like, how did, how did he end up here? This soldier who fought with Napoleon, changed his name. How does he get this amazing grave and who the heck is planting him flowers? So stuff like that. Uh, so if you're kind of weird like me, but you also want to just be able to travel, go actually have that adventure aspect of it. Atlas Obscure is the best thing ever. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to my profile right now. My, I got my girlfriend to sign up for it. It's basically turned into a game for us. What we're currently doing is we're planning a trip to West Virginia we're going to go stay with uh, her family in West Virginia, and what we're going to do is over the course of 48 hours because of time on both of our schedules, we're going to try and see as many locations as possible. So let me see. Let me go to Atlas Obscura, and to sign up is free. You'll see what I see right now. You get your little profile, and what it tells you is when you joined, the places you've been so far as of recording. I've been to 124, and what I haven't done is I haven't uh, – done the tags for places I want to go. I guess I'll do that here while I'm recording with you. Uh, then they've got places added and places edited. So I haven't edited a current uh, posting for a location, but what I did do was I added one and I sent it for approval. Uh, the cool thing about this is that this is an online community that's constantly adding to the website. So Atlas Obscura started with two guys that just wanted to see fun, freaky, free things. Well, mostly free sometimes. There's one location in Arizona called The Thing that I went to where it's on this site. And in order to get in to see The Thing, which is kind of like a gas station road show, road stop type of thing, you have to pay a dollar. Uh, but anyway, um, it started with two guys who wanted to add that type of stuff. Then they built the site and people began adding it because they kind of understood what type of things meet the Atlas Obscura criteria. So what I did was I went on a couple other sites, and one thing I found while I was in Indiana was something called the Miami Indian. I'll actually go ahead and read this. This is in uh, Montpelier, Indiana. It has not been approved yet. I, I met all the standards. They, it's actually really easy to add. Anyone can really do it. But what I did was I went ahead and found this thing called the Miami Indian. I noticed that it was not on Atlas Obscura. And uh, the article title is Miami Indian in Montpelier, Indiana. And the subheadline is what started as an attraction for a Pontiac dealership ended up as a repurposed tribute to a local Native American chief. I got a uh, public domain photo 
And basically, it's like the most stereotypical fiberglass Indian you could think of. It's like the Indian from those packs of cigarettes. I forgot what it's called. And I mean, I just did a little blog. I don't know if this is how it's going to be when it's finally approved, if it gets finally approved. But what I wrote was, in the quiet town of Montpelier, Indiana, stands a large statue of a Native American chief in the center of town. The 25-foot-tall fiberglass statue of May is made in the image of a stereotypical Plains Indian male. The statue first became public as an attraction for a local Pontiac dealership at some point in the 60s. Information is scarce as to when and where exactly. Later, it was moved to a museum located in Bismarck, North Dakota, before returning back to Indiana to spend some time displayed in the Eagle Creek Park on the grounds of another museum dedicated to Native American history. The statue would eventually trade hands again and find itself in the ownership of Chief Larry Godfroy of the Miami people in 1984, who gifted it to the city of Montpelier in 1985. And then there's a map actually showing you how to get there. And this was just one of those places where it's, um, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's weird. It's got crazy story. It's one of those things where it's like, what is this and how did this end up there? Uh, me and my girlfriend drove three hours from Anderson, Indiana to get there. It's in a small-ass town that's like something out of like the 1950s, and we were the only ones there. So we went and took photos standing in front of him. I, I only came up to like Chief Godfrey's leg. And, uh, you know, it's it's stuff like that. So let's say, for example, I want to go ahead and I want to use Atlas Obscure to help me find locations. So let's go ahead and start looking for my West Virginia trip. And I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go ahead and click on it. Uh, Atlas Obscure Guide to West Virginia, and they've got 64 cool, hidden, and unusual things to do in West Virginia. And just remember, they're constantly adding them. And then the subcategories have got attractions, food and drink, map, leader leaderboards, and stories. Right here, let's see, you've got uh, three options for each of the posts. One, uh, a flag saying you've been there, a star saying you want to visit it. And then um, another tag where you can kind of add it to whatever list you're trying to do. So like, oh, let me see. I've already gone to a few of these. One is the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I went there with a few ghost hunting buddies of mine. We did an overnight there. That was incredibly creepy. Uh, let me see. The Archive of the Afterlife. The museum calls itself a National Museum of the Paranormal and is full of eerie oddities. That looks awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and click the star. We've got Point Pleasant, West Virginia, home of the Mothman Museum. That looks great. Uh, let me see. Oh, the mystery hole. The mysteries of the quintessential roadside oddity were almost destroyed by neglect, but were saved by fans of this kitschy wonder. I'm going to go ahead and add that, too. So then when I go back to my profile, go ahead and click Profile right there. I can go ahead and click on my other tab that says Want to Go. And it will show me an updated map of the locations that I tagged earlier. And now it's pulled up all three of the places I tagged earlier in West Virginia. So this is one of those things where you can type in anywhere in the world. And I swear to you, there's going to be something from Atlas Obscura there. And if not, and you know some places and you haven't been there, there's an opportunity for you to be a real adventure writer. You can go those places, take some photos go ahead and then add it to Atlas Obscura so other people can go there. 
Um, I'm doing it with a couple of places. My girlfriend's doing it for a couple of places that she's been to. I've gotten other people onto this. This is one of those living things where we can contribute because the world is a crazy, funky place. I mean, there's so much out there. So this is just what I do. This is the type of stuff that I'm curious about. But I know if you're listening to this show and you've been listening, this is obviously something I highly, highly, highly recommend you take advantage of. Atlas Obscura, I will leave the link in the show notes so you can see my map and the map of others. Um, let's see, next one. So there's that. Why did I just click out of that? I should keep that there. You see, folks, this happens live. I don't do a lot of editing because I want you to be in the moment with me. Okay, um, the one thing that you want to do to not only help you plan your road trip, but to also kind of highlight other things that are important. Of course, use Google Maps, use Waze. There's a great app called Road Trippers. Road Trippers is the number one road trip planning app and it's just better all the time. With Road Trippers and with their Road Trippers Plus, and they're not sponsoring this episode, but I do use them, so I'm a, I'm a consumer. You can build especially and epically long trips, collaborate with friends, and experience Road Trippers ad-free. And what this will do is it'll allow you to set up waypoints, much like you will on other apps. Uh, so that way, as you kind of set up your path of you know where you're going to and from, what it'll also do is it'll pop up highlights that other people are adding kind of like ways, but specifically for other spots. So remember how I said Atlas Obscure is constantly growing and sometimes we, the people, need to go ahead and fill it in. What this also does is it'll tell you other roadside attractions, major sites, major cities, great restaurants, hotels, things like that, things that often aren't included in more uh, what I call commuter apps, such as Waze. So I've used Road Trippers, and what this does is gives me a good idea of how I'm going to plan my trip, so that way I can get things like you know lodging, gas stations out of the way. It also highlights other sites that uh, you know maybe Atlas Obscure doesn't have, so I can go ahead and check it out. Maybe more mainstream stuff. One thing I like to do is I like to go distillery hopping. So like in each state, what I like to do is I like to go there and pick up a few bottles of bourbon and whiskey so that way I can bring it back and give some to friends. So if you want to also have some mainstream stuff, because everyone likes to do some mainstream stuff, um, you can go ahead and plan it here as well. I'll go ahead and leave uh, Road Trippers in the show notes as well. Just to let you know, I use the free version. Um, you can do the plus version. I'm probably going to do the plus version because I use it so often now. But the free version is just fine, and it's never, you know, it's never given me much of a headache. So, you know, with with that, it's it's just one of those things that's incredibly easy to use, primarily for the purposes of a travel-oriented trip. So, before we go any further, I want to go ahead because the rest of the stuff's got me money-oriented things. I want to go ahead and talk about the difference between travel and vacationing. Okay, and this is one of the reasons why I travel alone. And why I don't call traveling vacation when I go on these trips. When you go on a vacation, typically what you want to do is you want to go to a hotel or resort. You're going somewhere that's typically pretty trendy, that has lots of tourists, a place that you wouldn't go to otherwise. And the goal is to relax. The goal is to not really do much. You can go out and do some traveling, but the goal is relaxation. The goal is rest. And with that, you're usually spending a lot of money. You're spending a lot of money on hotels. You're spending a lot of money on lodging, on gifts and stuff like that. It's more of a leisure vacation. You want to be rested. You want to be comfortable. You don't want to do too much to stress you out because the whole purpose is to get away from work and from other obligations and responsibilities to refresh. 
with traveling, you know, for me, traveling really recharges my batteries. But when I'm traveling, it's almost like I'm urban exploring. What I want to do is I want to physically travel to as many places as possible and do a lot of things. Um, you know, let me go ahead and pull up my newsletter. It is at remso.substack.com. If you're not subscribed to this, I usually only bug you once a week, and it's usually with important stuff. News and commentary, I'm following episodes of the show that are really catching on with people, other tips and tricks and things that are actually useful to you. So, you know, go ahead and sign up if you haven't already. But let me just go ahead and show you what I did within the five days of being in North Carolina. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, need to go to the other tab. Do, 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 do. And you see, like, folks, I didn't start doing this just because, you know, I've always been doing this. I actually, ironically, I chose the worst time to do this. I should have done it in the before times. Do it. You know, the before times when the world was perfect, peachy keen, full of Teletubbies, no violence, nothing, no plague, you know, the before times. Dun, 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 dun. But, uh, you know, I did Virginia amidst the pandemic and the riots and all that stuff. I did Indiana when they said we were coming into the dark winter. And I did this when they're talking about doing uh, COVID passports, all that bullshit. But let me tell you, uh, my trip in North Carolina was full of stuff from Atlas Obscura, and it was also things that I wanted to try myself. Ooh, let me get a yawn in. Uh, you know, more mainstream stuff that I wanted to see because I wanted to see it, and you know, other things that I'm more interested in. Uh, so, one of the places I went to was Southern Distilling Company. It's uh, the only, I think it's like the only, uh, the, the I don't think it's the only distillery in North Carolina, but it's the biggest and the most popular distillery in North Carolina. I got some bottles. Uh, for some folks, I got one for my buddy I'm staying with. I got one for myself because why not? I got one for my parents, and I got one for a friend I'm going to give it to. And oh, I, I picked one up for my for my for my lady's brother, who's also a whiskey drinker. So I went to Southern Distillery, uh, Southern Distilling Company. What's great is you can go there and you can take a tour of the distillery, see how the actual process is done, and they also do free tastings. I wish uh, I could spend more time there, but you know I got. I got there with a mission. I wanted to pick up as many bottles for people as possible, and I did. So Southern Distilling Company. If you're in uh, Statesville, North Carolina, definitely give them a visit. Uh, the other place was uh, Menox Mountain State Park. It's a beautiful state park. I did a little bit of hiking in the morning there. Uh, beautiful running streams, multiple campsites, over I think a dozen hiking trails. That was fun. Uh, over here where I'm currently staying, we're only like 20 minutes from Calpens National Battlefield. Calpens National Battlefield, for you military history buffs, is the only battle in recorded history that had a double envelopment. So that's basically when the cavalry is going around and enveloping the, en the enemy. It happened twice in the same battle. It was one of the bloodiest battles of the Revolutionary War. Uh, very hollow ground. It really gave me an insight as to how just vicious that type of fighting was. Um, then I, I went to the Billy Graham Library. I thought I had to pay to get it. And so far, I just want to let you know, other than the tour at Southern Distilling Company, the tastings were free there. Maddox State Park is a state park. It was free. Calpins National Battlefield is free. The Billy Graham Library was an amazing experience. It was, dare I say, a, a spiritual experience. Uh, and that was free. Then there's the Cryptozoology Paranormal Museum. There was abandoned Henry River Mill Village, which is where they filmed the Hunger Games. I pulled over the side of the road and I took photos of all that stuff. 
uh, the Basilica of St. Lawrence in Asheville. Went to the town of Mount Airy where Andy Griffith was born. And what they have is they have an Andy Griffith statue there, and they brought on some of the sets from the show, and they built like a pseudo town of Mayberry there. Uh, I already mentioned the grave of Peter Stewart Nay, and then there was the homeless Jesus statue um, that's outside of, uh, I think it's St. Albans Episcopal Church. It was a, it's, a, it's a statue of Jesus laying covered on a, on, on a bench that's outside of the church. And there you see, um, you know, you, you see the, the holes in his feet, um, the stigmata. You see a little bit of his faith, his face, and it was supposed to test people's faith. It's supposed to remind people that, you know, when God came to earth, he was filthy, he traveled, he he lived the life of, of a working person. And, you know, we should, you know, we as Christians should take care of all those people as he took care of us with his, you know, with what he had during his, you know, 33 years on earth. And these are all free sites. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I went on Atlas Obscura, I went on and did some additional research, I went on Road Trippers, I found some of these things as a result of that. It gave me a good idea of how much I was going to spend on gas, and gas right now is getting more expensive. But all this to say is, in your state, wherever you are, there's going to be amazing things. And, you know, what's crazy is, I, you know, talking to my buddy here, I told him all the things I saw, and he's like, dude, I live, I've lived in North Carolina my entire life, I haven't heard of half those places before. So, and I mean, I was the same way about Virginia. I lived here since 2008, took a pandemic and riots and other crazy shit to make me finally go and see all these amazing things in the Commonwealth. So all this to say, there's adventure in your backyard. You don't need to go to crazy faraway places to have that adventure. Um, now, a few of the money saved, oh yeah, and, and, and with this, you know, like a lot of this was me having to do stuff like, you know, I wanted to come to North Carolina, want to save money. Obviously, I'm, I'm sleeping in a car and a sleeping bag right now, but like all these places are, are places that are kind of difficult to get to. They're smaller locations. Some of these places require a little bit of, uh, you know, hiking here and there. It's outside. It's it's a lot of moving around and, you know, we, I've got a limited amount of time. I can't just stop all the time. Uh, it's not as relaxing. In fact, it's a lot of driving. Some of these places are four hours between each other. It's a large state. So, you know, to travel, you should have that adventurous spirit. You should be willing to go to places that people aren't willing to go because you want to know the story. You want to go and be part of it in some way and get a chance to, you know, come, come, come be the person at the party that has the most interesting stories of how, you know, you saw, you stood at the grave of Peter Stewart Nay and you don't know why someone is still planting flowers there or the, or the homeless Jesus statue, or the cryptozoology and paranormal museum, all these things that are just crazy out there, but you can, you can talk about the journey there. And the journey is half the, the beautiful thing about it. I mean, destination's nice, but the journey is amazing. Driving through North Carolina, I've been to ghost towns, uh, I've eaten at some, some pretty nice, you know, barbecue places. Like, it's just one of those things where it's the experience of moving and getting to actually see these things. Now, with that said, uh, some of the apps that I use to help save me money, I use an app called Dosh. Dosh is basically you link a credit and debit card, and you get rewards. And it constantly updates depending on the area you are. And this is for you know, retail locations, Walmart, even jewelry stores, restaurants, Pizza Hut, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, that type of thing. You get cash back. So I haven't stayed at many hotels, but the thing is in some of these locations where I didn't plan on where I was going to stay – 
all I do is I go on da- on Dosh on the app. I have my credit card linked, and then it updates for the area I'm currently in, and it gives me the best deals of the rundown of the area, and then it shows me the cashback option. So you can get $25, $30 cash back sometimes. And go ahead, and if you're interested, just try it out for a little bit. It's free to download. It doesn't cost you anything. No monthly fees. Dosh is great for dining, retail, and travel. You can even book flights, I think, with this right now. So I'm going to go ahead and leave Dosh there. The other thing, Cash App. I think most everyone has Cash App, but you know, Cash App allows you to earn rewards for certain places. It gives you boosts, which you can change for each purchase. They expire and add new stuff every week. Right now, I'm getting 5% off at uh, Chick-fil-A and Burger King. Other times it's like five dollars off uh, your total purchase, or it's you know five dollars off at um, at Walmart and stuff like that, or any grocery store. These apps, you know, they either give you cash back or they're giving you an immediate discount. This also, you know, helps me make sure that I know I'm going to the places where I'm going to get an immediate deal, so that way I don't veer off. Uh, one crazy thing that I learned now there there are many ways to. To find a place to stay, I'm staying with a friend, even though I'm in my car. Uh, I, you know, you can you can camp out uh, at, at campsites at at uh, free campsites at like state and national parks, and even at paid campgrounds. One thing that I found out is that you can actually stay overnight for free in your vehicle at Cracker Barrel and Walmart. I'm going to go ahead and link uh, this uh, site called twowanderingsouls.com. They've got 47 practical trips for road trips. But this is the one I never knew about, and this would have helped me out. Uh, This tip is stay in a Walmart parking lot. No, we're not kidding. And I'll go ahead and read this off now. Um, Many Walmarts across the U.S. allow customers to stay overnight in their parking lots for free. Bonus you can use the restrooms. I mean, this works well since the stores are open 24-7. And stock up on anything you might need. And head out first thing in the morning because it's not really a place you want to linger, if you know what I mean. But before you park, make sure you read the signs in the parking lot and make sure camping is, al- is allowed at that particular store. Um, just, you know, things like that. If I mean, it's part of the adventure. It's part of the excitement. Doing stuff that's a little out out of, you know like I say, out of the norm, but stuff that you wouldn't typically do because, you know, we get in this vacation mindset and what it does is I think it, it, it inhibits the adventure in you. So this is just a lot of the basic stuff, guys. We covered, you know, where I'm finding these locations, how I'm planning these locations, what I'm looking for when I'm really trying to set up on these little micro adventures, whether it's for a weekend or for a week or so, and then how to save money on uh, you know th- that type of stuff. This is very basic. If you like this, go ahead and let me know. We can talk more about it. I can bring on more people who are like professional travelers, vloggers, that type of thing. But really, I mean, whether it's whether you're in Texas or North Dakota or Wyoming or Virginia, wherever, there's adventure everywhere, and you owe it to yourself to feed that explorer within you. Don't just vacation just to linger and wait and spend money. Go be go channel your inner you know 21st century indiana jones and get those stories that no you know no one else is going to have as always if you like the show leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes i'm remsa w martinez for listening to on the run be safe be good good night and i'll talk to you later
You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like The Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends. 